Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Stick it in the hole, Liz. I am. I'm trying to stick it in the hole. Hold on. I'm not left-handed. Okay. I am. <laughs> Everything is in every hole Here, that it needs to be in. Let me just reach right through the screen and up. Oh, wait. There we go. Got, got it. it. She's got nailed it. it. She's got it. Nailed it. Nailed it in the hole. I put um, it. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everybody, to another episode of Card Slingers Coast to Coast. Um, yeah. Oh, nasty. Liz, Liz, Liz had to plug in her computer. So I'm just going to translate the, the dirty talk that you just heard. Yep. Um, yeah. So, but the episode is not about that. No, we are. No, it's not. Um, So we got to talking before we started recording and we were talking about reviews since all three of us are now published authors to Ching. And, you know, we talked about reviews and we were talking about criticism and what is what is helpful feedback for an author and what is not helpful feedback for an author what is in control of the author versus what's not in control of the author. And so this is primarily a tarot podcast, yes. But if you are in your tarot journey and you want to start writing about tarot, we kind of wanted to talk to you about if you are to talk about writing or if you are writing about tarot topics, um, what you may experience as a tarot writer. So, yeah, I think we can the even episode. Ex- I think we can even extend this out to getting reviews if you have a business out there and people are writing about you or writing in to tell you that, hey, you're great. You've done all this cool things or you suck because none of the things you said actually came true, you know, Ooh. and and so taking criticism like that or getting feedback whether it is solicited or unsolicited for you right. know readings or even your writing or your publications you know debt creations or whatever is i think is topical to and also for more for our listeners if you're going to leave a review you know it might be helpful to hear from authors about what is what's helpful and what isn't because can I talk about my favorite? Yeah, yes, <laughs> absolutely. That, I think that's the, the reason why we started started the best, hitting record. The best review I ever got, my favorite one. First of all, my friend Sarah Benicasso was like, don't read the reviews. Have a good friend read them for you and tell you what's up. And so that Jamie, is a good. That is good. Jamie's that is a good, good thing to do. And whenever I have a book come out, Jamie reads the reviews and gives me a synopsis. And then I go about my business. Um. And this was really good advice, but I didn't take it at first. And I decided to look on Amazon to see how Kitchen Table Tarot was faring. And um, I got a one-star review and I was like, the fuck? And I went and looked <laughs> at it and it said, this is, this book isn't, or this is not a tarot deck. No shit. No shit. <laughs> it's not. It's actually a tarot book. But the fact that I got a review that it was the wrong kind of stack of paper what the fuck am I supposed to do about that? I mean, it 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 affected the you know the stars, I guess, 
um, because it was a one star review and it brought everything down. And and it, you know, I was a brand new baby author, so it hurt my feelings that my that I was like a four instead of a five because of this dumb review. But at the same time, what? what? Come on, man! Seriously, what the hell am I supposed to do about that? Well, or the ones that were like, you know. The book is too long. It's too short. There are too many pictures. There are not enough pictures. There's this. We don't have anything to do with any of that. This book, I got, um, I got our email one time and mad because my book wasn't in Russian. Well, okay. Talk to some Russian publishers and tell them that you'd like for them to purchase my book because that's how that works. But I can't make it be in Russian. It is now, but I can't make it. You so can't go back a- in time. No, right. make it be in Russian. <laughs> I will say that as you know, like right now, um, Tarot Inspired Life is also in Russian. So any other languages, again, ask, ask, you know, ask the publisher, ask Llewellyn to get it in your language. I would love to see my book have more um expanded uh foreign language rights. So it it's cool when you when we get the copies and like my name is almost like spelled America. In Russian, it's weird. It's so cool to see the Cyrillic. I love it. I love mine is in Polish, which makes me really proud because I'm Polish, and it's in French as well. Um, so that makes me, me really, yeah, we oui. and Very and cool. I have and I have none of those things because I'm relatively yeah. new and my book is relatively new. Um, but people have been asking me all sorts of things like, "Oh, is there an audiobook version?" No, there isn't. Oh, is there an ebook version? No, there isn't. But guess who you can ask to see if they might produce an ebook version or an audio version? My publisher. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's you know it's it's funny because again, as we're talking about how to take reviews, criticisms, and feedback, you know, there even with readings, there are things that we can control. There are things that we can't control. And with books and publications and everything, there are things that we can control. And this is even for debt creation too, as a, you know, as an L, as an LB, L, LWB, little white book, L, blah, 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 blah. I can't talk today. Companion <laughs> book, little white yeah. book. Yeah. As, guidebook. Yeah. As the guidebook writer, you know, um, there are two different like ways that you can go about even writing one of those. One of them is um, staff writing, which is what I've done through Low Scarabeo. And basically I get an email from their their in-house editing team, acquisitions team, whoever, you know, is in charge of assigning uh, an author to that art saying, hey, we've got like this deck that needs this many characters, not words. Sometimes they operate in words per, you know, the word count, or sometimes it's character count, including spaces. They say, we need it by, you know, this many characters by this date. Are you in? And, you know, sometimes I'm like, I have that time. Sometimes I don't have the capacity, so I have to turn it down. Oftentimes, you may or may not get the full art. So the staff writer has to, you know, I I have done a deck um, that I didn't get any artwork for. And that was a challenge. I wrote that sucker twice. But the booklet I wrote was much better because um, of the approach. I I took a non-tarot deck approach. I didn't have the images, so I wrote uh, creatively for it. And um, knowing a little bit about the style that was going to be used. So staff writing, you have no control over the limit. I get people asking me, how come Triple Goddess Tarot didn't have a bigger book? It needed a bigger book. And I'm like, um, t- 
talk to the publisher, ask, tell them yeah. you wanted a book, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You only get so much for, you know, so much pay. The other way is if um, you create the deck yourself, whether it's self-publishing or doing um, another traditionally published deck that is not just the staff written thing. Sometimes you get more words, you know, and the the freedom to make it as big as you want or as big as your budget can afford. And, you know, which is, it, it, again, it's got its pluses and minuses. You know, you're always going to get, people love to talk and you're always going to get somebody that gives you solicited or unsolicited feedback, advice, criticisms, you know, um, even with like, um, uh, counterfeit decks like the really cheap ones you can get on oh. Timu or all these other places i get a lot of emails going where's the booklet and i'm like uh oh, if, it no. had, if it had a qr code yeah please don't write to the authors if 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 you you are a person that was either gifted or because of the lack of financial resources you had to buy from Timu or something a, a counterfeit deck don't write to us and say where's the fucking book I, I've had people say that my deck, the Triple Goddess Tarot, which people say tells a lot about my mind at that point in time when I did it, is not it's it's worth nothing. It's it's worth the equivalent of toilet paper to wipe their butt because it didn't come with the book. That uh, that hurt. That hurt a lot. And I stopped writing I stopped writing people back. I would I would offer yeah. suggestions on how they could come up with meanings and stuff, trying to do my due diligence. But after I got that email, I said, fuck it. I am no longer going to take responsibility for, you know, the, the crap that gets put out um, that sh I, I feel shouldn't, you know, because it takes away from my publisher's ability to, you know, put out better decks to pay people like me or, you know, Melissa or Hillary in the future for, you know, new information. So I know I kind of went off on a small tangent, you know, but no, it but it's a good, it's a good thought to have, especially like, I didn't even think about like the whole counterfeit issue in all of this because it's just like, but it, but it does, it does bear weight on the conversation that we're having because some of those reviews might be based on a counterfeited product. And that, again, we have no control over that. And we, what, what we try to do as tarot, tarot authors and educators and readers is to educate, is to make sure that people are making informed decisions about their purchases, whether it's purchasing a service like a tarot reader or whether it's purchasing a deck. We want you to be smart. We want you to be savvy. And we want you to purchase the thing that is our best representation of what we're trying to put out there. A counterfeit deck is not going to be our best representation. It's yeah. just not. And, it, and it's also literally nothing that we can control. Right. At all. Like, and so, holy shit. Hit, sorry, <laughs> I've got cats around me and they're getting all violent and shit. Well, um, it also goes into like piracy I, of books. You know, like tarot yeah. books are highly sought after. Libraries get tarot books stolen because it's forbidden knowledge, you know, in any um, Abrahamic religion, you know, based yeah, society. Is. And, you know, online, uh, Melissa's book, my book, maybe even Hillary's has been converted. My book's to been stolen from libraries before. My auntie is a librarian in Florida and she said they can't keep it on the shelf. Because it keeps getting stolen. So I'm offending somebody in Florida. And that fucking makes me proud. That is a, <laughs> that is a banner day for Sinova, y'all. 
that, that goes along with that. This is not a tarot deck. This is not a tarot deck, and I'm ban- I, I, I'm um, selling out in Florida because pe- you know, my my books can't stay on the library shelves or something. Yep, they keep thieving mm-hmm. them. I'm like, oh, that's great. Thank you, thank you for buying my having the library buy my book again. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah look, let's talk a little bit about about feedback that we've all gotten that has not been helpful. Like, for example, my book, who's only been out there for like what six, seven months now, it's a little pretty, baby, pretty young, it's a baby, pretty young, it's a baby, still baby. Still baby. Um, I got the feedback, and I think it was like two stars, maybe three stars. I don't know. And the person said, "Not an intro, not an intro to tarot." And I'm just like, well, then what the fuck is it? <laughs> like, like you tell me what what is an intro, what you would consider an intro to tarot? Well, because is that title book, to help read tarot. Yeah, and uh, and also, by the way, authors, if you think that we have control over what our books are called, you were mistaken. <laughs> because originally, yeah. originally the book was supposed to be titled something else. And so I was writing to that title and then they decided later on, maybe through feedback, maybe through corporate, maybe through, you know, the acquisitions editor. I don't know. They decided to rename it How to Read Tarot. And so that is the the name of my book. But I had zero control over the title of my book. And the and then people were asking me like, oh, well, I wish I wish she had included this or I wish she hadn't included this. And it's just like. I was literally writing to a contract, writing to spec basically is what it's called, where it's just like, you're given, you know, how many chapters it is, how much the word count is going to be for each chapter, how much the total word count is, how many pull quotes they're going to use. And they also needed room for, you know, whatever art specs they did. So like some, some people were, were like, Oh, these, this has too many pictures, literally not in my control. All I can do is accept the feedback based on the words that were on the page. That was the only thing that I could control. And typos, like, I got really excited. My first book came out. I was all excited. And like the the day it came out, somebody's like, I found a typo on page 42. I was fucking devastated because I had gone through it. I read it backwards. I was so concerned with typos Mm -hmm. that I read my entire manuscript from the end to the beginning. I read the book backwards. It had a professional editor, like. Copy editor, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It had everything in line by line. We went through this manuscript and we missed something. And that's, I was like, yeah. that is not useful. That's not useful to hear as an author. It's actually kind of devastating because what the hell am I supposed to do with it? Now I think Kitchen Table Tarot is in its 10th printing, I think. So the typos have been weeded out. Um, and I also asked them to take out all the Harry Potter references that they could because... Nice. J.K. Rowling is a fucking turf, and I didn't, I didn't know that she was when I wrote the books. So I went, I went back and had the the stuff taken out um, that I could. Um, but uh, you can go back and post if it comes out in another printing, and edit like that. But once the book is published, what the hell am I supposed to do about your typo on page forty two? Congratulations, you have a first printing, first edition with a typo in it. It's now a collector's, collector's item. You're welcome. Yeah. 
You're welcome. <laughs> it's it's you know it's tough because you know we're we're all kind we all kind of edit whether it's our own work or um, professionally. Like um, I still copy edit and and the associate editor for the Carter Mancer magazine. And while even that small magazine that's less than a hundred pages goes through six or seven different draft iterations before it goes to press. Mm-hmm. You know, we are humans and AI can't even write a damn sentence. So I don't trust like Grammarly. I mean, I trust a lot of like the app stuff to help support the 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 small, tiny rules that English has. And there are a fuck ton because English use is the in, tools. Yeah. You know, use the tools, but don't but don't rely on rely them blindly. On. Yeah. I mean, you know, English is kind of subjective. So I use tools like Grammarly, you know, I or another AI to suggest things, but I can override that stuff and say, no, well, you're wrong. And but I, I think of them, human stuff, you know, we are, yeah. humans. we miss, we miss things, whether it's because we're up, you know, the night before at 1am in the morning, <laughs> you know, <laughs> looking over the words and going, Hey, is this interview actually sounding right? Or is this word still a word? Because I've looked at it for so long that I'm not sure it's a word anymore. Like weird, oh, yeah. like looking at the word weird half the time. Weird I'm like, is weird. Weird, weird, is weird. Is weird. I'm like, I want to throw a Y in there. Something's wrong. Um, <laughs> but you have to think of tools as you would like a hammer. You don't just hook a hammer at a nail. You don't just throw it. You know, it has to be wielded with somebody who has some expertise. I want right? art. I want art of you throwing a hammer at a nail that it completely misses and makes a hole in the wall now. And then I'll be like, oh. boom, edited. Yes. Also, we need, we need to talk about we need to talk about merch because I really feel very strongly about making T-shirts or coffee mugs that say this mug is not a tarot deck. This shirt is not a tarot deck. <laughs> this, this sticker is so still like not listeners, a tarot deck. Yeah. like listeners, if you want Card Slingers merch or Melissa Sonova merch, like let us know. <laughs> because i want that so badly i want a mug for like the next time we record that says this mug is not a tarot deck (laughs) i think my 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 favorite negative review one star one star this mug is not a tarot deck exactly but my favorite negative review and again i i kind of ignored my stuff because it's the first time even though i've been published many many times in my life but i best friended you i fucking best friended you like a motherfucker i I read all that shit I know, was which was great. Even though I knew not to go in reading the reviews, I did this and I did it before an interview, like a, a we recorded all do interview. it. Yeah, we, we all, all do, do it. it. And so for the my my favorite like two star was uh, somebody saying that tarot inspired life had a lot of UPG and UPG means unverified personal gnosis. The book okay. was all, you know, it's like, well, yeah. Well, yeah, the whole thing is. I it's mean, I, I'm teaching. An inspired life. Mm-hmm. Well, you duh. That's, was- that's your fucking synopsis. The, the review is your, the synopsis of the book. Yeah. How dare I, they? I, it was just weird. I'm like, well, yeah, because reading cards is is subjective. You know, yes, there are some... Uh, I want to say collective ideas about the images you know, based on culture and time, like era when, you know, that, that, that feel and stuff, you know, the inner bias of the culture, but yeah, reading tarot is kind of an art form. It's subjective. It is unverified because, you know, we can't prove psychicism yet. We haven't hundred percent proved it in science. And yeah, I, I, I was just like, I don't know what to tell you folks. (laughs) 
but I, you know, proving the thesis of my book, I guess, mm-hmm. with your shitty exactly. reading. Well, even my author's notes says, says, if you like what I've done, use it. If you don't, take this and push it and, you know, make it your own. Again, make well, it your own. Donate it and leave me alone. Like, <laughs> honestly. So what would be, what is a good review? What What is helpful? Uh, one that for me that uh, that I saw... I haven't read any reviews for Elements or for the deck that I did with Maggie or or Kitchen Table Magic. I haven't read any reviews for any of those. But one of the ones I read for for Tarot or for the first one, said, I've been reading Tarot for 30 years and this really lit a fire under me to get back into my cards. And I thought that was cool as fuck. That was so yeah, that was badass because it wasn't written for for older for folks who've been reading for a long time. But she happened to grab it, and it it inspired her. And I was like, "That's that's all I need to know. That's great." So, what, Jamie? What for you? What What is a good review? What's something that made you feel good? Or, or, you know, what was a, a good review? Like, uh, sub- well i will say the most recent review was one by another one of our uh llewellyn uh um um family i guess i'm not it's another word but it completely like escaped my brain matt oren read my review and i love matt and he gave it five well I, i i okay so as as Melissa was typing, I I will admit I did go to Amazon for my book because I was like, well, what what is a good review? Ooh. And he actually posted it on Amazon. So oh my fucking god, nice. Matt Aaron re- reviewed my book on Amazon. But he said the things he said. What I liked about it was is that um he wrote to the content like some things he said. If you're looking for a unique and refreshing take on incorporating tarot into your daily life. This is the book for you. Perfect. Um, he said things. Uh, he talked about my approach being personal, encouraging readers to explore their own interpretations and how to connect to the deck in their way. So for what for me, a good review kind of examines the book and tells others what they got out of it. Like I like I liked Melissa's book because I could hear her voice when i when i was reading it i mean because Uh, we talk all the time that that that's part of my review for that plus i was like jesus christ this book reads so fucking well that i wish i had written it you know stuff like that from other authors is always a plus you know Mm -hmm. but it you know stuff like um other other stuff were like uh clear and engaging uh lessons uh um it takes tarot into different aspects of your life so again it's kind of the overall content of uh in a way verification that what you set out to do actually works for check the boxes yeah Yeah. that's awesome i love that hillary what about you what is a what is a useful review or helpful review um well i know that my favorite review like i mean unfortunately on um on the big bookseller site that is named after rainforest um kind of screwed me a little bit because they didn't i don't think they ever um ordered enough copies to actually fulfill the pre-orders so a lot of people were like angrily reaching out to me <laughs> basically like i pre-ordered your book like as soon as it was available for pre-order da, 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 what happened and i'm just like 
unfortunately, again, something I cannot control. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So I was just like, so I was like, okay, we'll order here, order here, order here. Like, this is the best advice I can give you. But once it was actually in people's hands, my favorite review was from our very own Panda. Um, who uh, basically like made this beautiful layout, almost like it was like in Vogue magazine that called it both style and substance. And I'm like, oh, oh my heart. Like, oh my God, like that that made me, like you made me cry my own tears, damn it. You know, but it was like such a, and then she gave me further feedback privately. It's just like, no, like this is, I know like, like in some circles, it's kind of almost meant to be a coffee table book, but, and that's probably the best feedback that I've been getting. Like, I was really surprised that it had so much substance in it because it's so beautiful. And yes, it's supposed to be made kind of for a coffee table. Um, but at the same time, there was such useful information in it that it was just like, it was more than what I thought it was going to be. I will say about those coffee table books that are on like divination topics, they can be the gateway to baby to baby readers or baby pagans because I bought a lot of those when in my teens because it had pretty pictures. It had something for me to look at. Um, or I thought, you know, again, you know, because Charmed, well, Charmed was out when I was later, but if I were a teen when the first you know, series of Charmed came out, I'd be buying a lot of picture, you know, table books because, you know, that's what I thought, you know, the, 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 the lessons you would need would look like lots of pictures with, you know, good description. So, you know, there is something to be said about having these style books, which is why they are popular, which is why they still get made. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you have like the, the sensibility of like, it's kind of like a coffee table book. It's kind of like, like um, for some of the bigger publishers, they call it bargain books, basically. Yeah. And so you're kind of getting them at a discount and they do have like this kind of kitschy nature to them. But at the same time, like don't discount that kitschy nature because you could be finding a really great book or a really great deck. Um, that's probably another episode that we needed to record about like the the kitschy, the kind of gimmicky tarot decks that actually are like yeah. sleepers. You yeah, know, yeah. you're just like, yeah. oh, yeah. like, oh, Always this read tarot. me for Phil. <laughs> yep. Right on. Okay, I think we nailed reviews, you guys. Um, I have to tell you, um, I am often moved to review a book if it moves something inside of me, if it makes me happy or it makes me sad. If it moves me in some way, if I learn something from it. Um, so I, and I like reviews that are inspired by the self instead of inspired by all of the stuff we talked about that no one, that we can't control. That's just part of it. If the words say something to you, leave a review, you know, and even if it's something shitty, I mean, that's okay. We can all take a hit. We got thick skin. But, well, I know. think it's just be respectful too. Like if you're read, if you're leaving a review, be respectful about the review that you're leaving. Like if you didn't like a book, like tell us why you didn't like it, but tell us in a way that it inspires respectful discourse rather than just, oh, I didn't like it because I don't like anything from this author. And it's just like, okay, right. then choose a different author. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Nova swears too much. Well, no shit. <laughs> it's just like okay well then she's probably not the right tarot reader you know or tarot my author mom has you. been saying that for 48 years and uh and it still hasn't worked so 
It's not going to work. It still makes me laugh. That one (laughs) clip of you uh, introducing kitchen table tarot. And it's just like, this is a great fucking, this is a great fucking chorus. Oh, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) It still makes me laugh. (laughs) Less swearing. Can you do it without the swears? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. (laughs) I like my class. Take it. It won't be as colorful. It's fucking Uh, great. It's fucking great, you guys. Listen, I've read both of your books, and my review is five stars for for each of you. Ah, likewise. Stars but I mean, can we can we talk a little bit about the the positive reviews that also don't help as well? You know, like it's just like I mm. love everything about it. It's just like thanks. You know, it's just like okay, well, if we want to write another book, like how can we improve upon that? You know. So it's just like, I like, I like the positive reviews. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, but sometimes the the ones that are 100% positive are not helpful either. See, here's Maggie. Maggie Stiefvater gave me some advice about that. She only reads the three-star reviews because she said, those are people who read the book are invested in the book and have a valid criticism of book or critique, not Mm. criticism, important, important word there. Um, so yeah, so Steve Otter, who has written, I don't know how many New York times bestselling author books that, that of the many, of many, many author. Yeah. But, um, from Maggie, uh, read the three star reviews and those will be where you get your best critiques. Here, here's another, uh, tip that I learned. Reviews aren't for the authors. Reviews are for other readers. If you want to, you know, give us a valid critique, you know, of a book or do what Hillary's suggesting, like, you know, what do you want to see next in, you know, a it, um, a metaphysical book by Melissa, me or Hillary, you know, email us, you know, either through the card slingers email or something else. Okay, well, don't, okay. Email, don't email, don't email Melissa. Melissa. She's rolling her eyes. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the eye roll and the head. Okay, so, okay, but Hillary and I want that feedback. Would have an idea of what I should write next, and they want to see me write a certain kind of book. I would love that, but if they want to tell me how to do it, that's a conversation I don't feel like having. Gotcha. Yeah. No, <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's again, that's other c- constructive feedback type stuff. You yep. know, we we want to, you know, while again, reviews are for other readers, not the author. But if you want to, you know, if if you know, like Hillary or me or any authors want to know, you know, more about what, how they can improve. That's a whole new different type of conversation that takes place in, in not an elevator, not a bathroom, you know, <laughs> um, you know, at conventions, I, you know, a lot of editors or authors will get chased down in the weirdest places, you know. Oh my God, um, we're stopped. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how that would take place. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I chat with my friends about what they would want to see next. I guess take a friendly friend mm-hmm. approach and say, you know, I great. loved your book. And I'd love to see you talk more on blah, like people like my writing classes, my tarot and writing classes or my tarot and journaling classes. So that may or may not be a topic I've written more on and um, having the hopper for eventual books. May or may not. You never know. You and heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. All right, nerd. I think what's what's the homework? What's the homework? It? Leave uh, a leave a respectful review of the podcast. 
There we go. Oh my God, I love that, Hillary. That's I love that. Awesome. I love that. I've also written down in our show notes that um, <clears throat> you know, for for the shameless self promotion for us, if your local metaphysical bookstores don't have copies of our books for sale, you can always ask them to yeah. get yes. a copy um, to promote us, or you can also leave reviews for us at um, you know the big bookseller online that begins with A and and ends with N. Yeah. And, has, and also, I currently have no reviews. I yeah, have no love the reviews whatsoever on on yeah. that on that site. Yeah, yeah try and leave so. a constructive review on Hillary's um, book page, or even Goodreads, or tell a friend. You know, word of yeah. mouth is still the best way that readers get new clients because they heard somebody somebody's dog's grandmother's best friend had a reading from Melissa, and it was great, and now they want that reading. Or, you know, I uh, for dogs that often, but when I do, it's fucking killer. Oh my God. <laughs> Ken, Kendra asked me and Amber yesterday uh, to do a reading on for Jazz, our cat. How, how can I get uh, more attention from my humans? And we pulled cups cards. It was amazing. So, yeah, you uh, never know. Uh, 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 reading for animals. You know, their their owners might actually want readings too. You never know. Exactly. But yeah, um, I guess yeah, the homework would be write try writing a constructive review or exactly. if, or ask your clients to leave feedback for you. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. vice versa. Yep. Yeah. All right. Did we cover it? Are we done now? I, I tried so. to shut this down like three times. So Okay. I won't be contained. <laughs> I won't be ignored. Melissa's contained. We got it, you guys. We got it. We got it. All right. I love you. Roll in credits. And scene. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.